From Welcome Villain Films, the studio that brought you the horror hit Malum, as well as Beaten to Death and Hunter Killer, comes their newest nightmare, Mind, Body, Spirit, now available on digital. Directed by Alex Haynes and Matthew Miranda, and produced by Dan Asma, Mind, Body, Spirit follows Anya, an aspiring yoga influencer, as she embarks on a ritual practice left behind by her estranged grandmother. What starts as a spiritual self-help guide quickly evolves into something much more sinister. As Anya becomes increasingly obsessed with the mysterious power of the practice, she unwittingly unleashes an otherworldly entity that begins to take control of her life and her videos. Now, Anya must race to unlock the truth before her descent into madness threatens to consume her mind, body, and spirit. During its festival tour, which stops at Chattanooga Film Festival and the Unnamed Footage Festival, Mind, Body, Spirit garnered praise from critics who call it a found footage version of Hereditary and a knockout found footage horror movie for the live stream era. Experience the first ever yoga-themed found footage horror film and don't miss the film viewers have called extremely frightening and upsetting. Available now on digital anywhere you rent or buy movies online, including Prime Video and Apple Plus. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Ooh Girl That's Scary. It's co-host Jazz, the 40-ounce connoisseur, and... It's Cat Daddy, y'all, what's poppin'? And we got a motherfucking guest today. Yeah. Hello, guest. Please tell your, tell everyone about yourself. Returning guest at that. Hey! Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm super surprised I was invited back after my comments at the Ooh. end of the last show. Okay. Um, but <laughs> it's Vince, uh, New Jack Vinny on most social medias if I ever decide to reactivate them because y'all know I don't mess with the, the social medias that much but Fair. um yeah nothing to promote other than promote education promote voting um yeah that's all yeah. I got yeah and um if you have listened um Vince is on our Castle Rock episode yeah. which is um, a part of the Stephen King universe as well so we're not gonna touch on it too much because there's a whole show you can listen to well, we can even talk about what we talked about but today. yeah um if you didn't get the hint, 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 hint. um yes i did the dance while i did that um we're talking about stephen king movies adaptations books we're stephen in the universe works. y'all we are in here we are in dairy we are at you know hopefully you're not in dairy somewhere um we're we're everywhere. We we on the internet, bro. It's like that uh, noisy dot. Possibly, you might be in Salem's Lot. Hopefully not. Salem's Lot is a shaky place, girl. I don't want to be there. I don't. I, that's the last place I want to be. Honestly. Really, most of Stephen King locations are really? shaky. 
And I found a new cross, like story crisscross situation within the last 48 hours. Um, so I was really happy when I, um, you know, you feel real accomplished, like you solved the puzzle, like the piece little puzzle. And I'm like, oh shit. They in the same town. Or like, you know, they do the callbacks to each of the ones. I'm like, oh my God. It's kind of like when they did that same reveal on America Horror Story. And I'm like, oh. that Like, for example, I know this is not Stephen King. On AHS, when you figure out Pepper's backstory. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That she's like connected to the other season. Yeah, and that's when it confirms to you like, okay. So for Stephen King, for me, like I knew that they all existed in the same universe. And there was lots of callbacks. But discovering those callbacks, like, on your own instead of just going to the Google machine and, you know, which is nothing wrong with that. But, you know, when you actually know that you've watched this work and you've or you've read and watched another work and then you kind of, like, make that connection, like, oh, shit. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. That's yeah. all I got. Yeah, but... <laughs> well, Stephen King has his whole, whole multiverse. And I think that's, like... One thing I one like one reason why he's so pro because I realized as I was going through his movies that this man has been doing movies since the, since before I was born, yeah. doing movies, writing books, and they have been you know he has spanned like almost like a couple of decades yeah. of yeah. content, and so that's why it's like you know to do a when like even when y'all asked me to do a Stephen King episode, I was like, how are we even going to do this? Because you could do a Stephen King podcast and probably. You know, just about Stephen King and, you know, talk forever just because of like he has so much work. It spans so long. And then he had, then he has these like all these connections because he has a whole multiverse behind everything. Oh, yeah. No. So you're absolutely right. By th- this would, in order for that conversation to happen, I think one, it should include a few more voices, but coronavirus, no thank you. Um, two pairs mm-hmm. that. Um, that would take forever. Um, right. And I'm excited to have a conversation. So maybe it'd be like a multi-part situation. But today's conversation is... They're wrestling upstairs. As wow, usual. there's so much happening. Um, today's conversation is more so centered around like different things that we've seen and covered ourselves, stuff that we want to explore for the future. Um... Yeah, and then what you know, what knowledge we have about the multiverse just out front, because I know between the three of us, we have seen and read many different things, and some things some might have seen and others may have not. I know for sure, I have not seen every fucking adaptation that's from mm-hmm. King, and I, my goal is to do so, uh, but I, I don't know. Yeah, it's possible. It's like that's like a whole. I would say a week. Because, like, Star Wars is, like, a day thing, right? Because some, some people sit there and watch Star Wars in a day. Well, you can't do that anymore. But um, at least two days. But, like, you could probably have to do Stephen King. you probably have to take a week, sit there and watch, like, every Stephen King thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, he has, like, 64 movie adaptation series, books, things, like, works. It's yeah. very vast. And, of course, since it was the 70s, it is 2020. And that's almost over. He's been working for, like, Mm, damn near 50 years since like maybe more than that um and there a week might even be tight like you might need to have a stephen king month yeah true that's if you're gonna read it at all um yeah it is because it was a thousand pages i had to renew the two books i picked up twice 
so far. Yeah, I said I was gonna read, but you know, my life, I didn't get a chance to. That's all right. To read a book, um, even though, so I did download because I, I probably talked about it a little bit last episode, but the Dark Tower is um, it's kind of it's kind of the series, at least from like a standpoint of the the whole multiverse thing. It's supposed to tie. It's supposed to be like the glue that buy that binds everything is the Dark Tower series universe. Cause you, you hear a lot of uh, random things like actually today in Dr. Sleep, they met, they reference Ka, which is like the multi is it's a weird, like higher level idea of like the multiverse though. But like the Ka is everywhere in Stephen King's um, uh, different series and movies and stuff like that. Yeah, I am unfamiliar with the uh, Dark Tower. As you are talking to me, I am going to the Google machines. And because I had decided that, one, when we initially talked about this in our previous episode, I said, oh, this man about to be Dark Tower and up. And guess who's not about to? Me. Because I do not have the time. But I'm going to learn about it. You're going to learn me today. Guess who's <laughs> still in the same stance? Me. And I go to the Google machine, and they have sent me to the Mortal Kombat website. So I don't really know... <laughs> <laughs> so, because the, the Dark Tower, I like the Dark Tower. So you know, Stephen King is is more is more more well known being a horror writer. Like that's his thing. Yeah. That's what we know him as a horror writer. But the Dark Tower is his like foray into fantasy. But he, of course, being different, like he does it differently. Where instead of having knights and like art and swords and everything, it's like cowboys. So they have guns oh. instead of swords. Um. It's like it's set in this kind of post-apocalyptic version of Earth, and there's also a lot of portals and stuff in it too. But like, I'm not like an expert on it because I haven't got a chance to read the books. But um, it's it's definitely like interesting, like the way he spins fantasy um, in his own like Stephen King way, and then uses it to connect all the rest of his stuff that's usually set in more modern times. Okay, well, now I've gotten the correct computer in, um, and I'm on the right website. Let me turn this so Jazz can see. Computer! Okay, Look. all right. Um, and if you were listening to this, and if this is your bag, please come and school us, because I would like to learn more about it. Um, even if I don't necessarily like read the series, um, I would just like another person's point of view and overview, and what their thoughts are, because... Yeah, this seems like a lot. <laughs> so, it it's a lot. That's why I was like, every time I drop the Dark Tower, I feel bad mm-hmm. because like it's one of those things where it's so much. And like even when I just summarized it, I feel like I wasn't doing it justice. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know because like it, it's just one of those things where it definitely um, is important because it highlights because like Stephen King, you know, across the series and a lot of different themes that I've noticed that always pop back up, and he's always big on like this big fight, a good versus evil fight. Yeah. He's always like, you know, all, all the time, like his, you know, at the, at least like in the, even though the scene setting and everything's different, he still always has like, oh, there's like a, there's a good guys. There's, and there's a, 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 a all encompassing evil that they're fighting. Yeah. Um, that's like almost old and ancient and so evil that like, it's been evil forever. Um, Cause it's like, it's the same in like uh, it. It is supposed to be like this big evil thing that is fear and embodiment. Um, what else? Uh, like in The Shining, too, they talk a little bit about like this all encompassing evil 
Mm-hmm. The Children of the Corn, same thing, because the 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 it is a uh, uh, Isaac, like you know, because you remember the end of like Children of the Corn. Like, well, oh yeah, spoil. Are we? Are we yeah. say spoilers. Oh yeah, yeah. You already know. You already know how I feel about the spoilers. So that's why I was like, did we even? Did we burp, 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 burp? Yeah. Y'all need to have like a sound. <laughs> you talk about this, a we're sound yeah. <laughs> You know, we're going to get there. We're going to move out. We're going to, uh, you know, just, we're here. We're, we're moving. Yes, moving on up. One to... day. <laughs> <laughs> to the, to the way. I was starting. I was just like, I, to the void. Mm, yeah, definitely to the void. I don't know about that side. I don't know. But yeah, so from this point on, we're definitely going to be, <clears throat> excuse me, spoiling everything we're going to be spoiling everything we're going to probably if you know stephen king has had his hand in it nine out of ten we're going to probably talk about it we may not spoil the absolute shit out of it but we're probably going to yeah spoil it so that this yeah this the sound so yeah yep okay i feel better about talking about stuff now right. but like children of corn when uh and then there's also in um his newest one the the tall grass one that's on netflix yeah. like there's always something lurking in the cornfields with Stephen King. Like I would never in Stephen King world, like never go to the never go to a farm, never go to the cornfields, never go to the forest. It's all evil. I don't know if I'm doing that in real life world. Like I just, <laughs> I, you know, I'm a little worried about the forest. Y'all just got me out in the woods. You know, I only do the woods in nature for so long. Mm-hmm. I literally give y'all like a good maybe a couple hours. It's a good day. And that's it. I don't know about no nighttime stuff. You know, if I get real brave, I could do. I've been camping. That's about as brave as I'm gonna get. I might do camping. I fun. Camping. I'd go camping. But I don't camp. do no cornfields. Cornfields and other things reminds me of slavery in cottonfields. And I don't. Know. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. No. Yeah, I definitely understand that. Um. Yeah. So I do have a question. Yes, hello. So, at least, what is your favorite? You know, Stephen King movie and or novel miniseries. Like, which one is the one that you would just pop on and be like, "Yeah, I'm finna watch this right now." Mm. Mm, that's so hard. That's a, I knew that I knew this question was going to come today, but I'm still not prepared for the for the answer of the question. Okay, so I personally, I'm gonna let y'all go. Okay, okay. okay. Um, I so we all kind of know that I have to like. It's hard for me to make a list. Like, there's like a list, but there's no. It's a moving list. Mm-hmm. Um, say that my one, because all of them are based off of my mood, would definitely be Curry. Um, you know, I go up for the story of Carrietta White. Although yes. I feel like after now reading the book, they could have did so much more. I wanted to see so much more. I wanted to see. I wanted to see that town burn. I wanted to see it. I just, I don't know. I'm always. Yeah, I would love to see the whole town. Team Perry, y'all. Yeah. Also, I would like to see her, her be a little bit closer because you know how Hollywood does. It's always, you know, she takes her glasses off or something, and now she's a bad bitch. And I'm like, she's so pretty. <laughs> yeah, but like, she was pretty the way she was. So yeah. what, what's going she on? She put on a little bit of makeup and a dress, girl. I think in the original Carrie, they do that well though, where she's not like. Maybe am I or am I tripping? No, sissy. I love sissy SpaceX. Yeah, she looks otherworldly, and I feel like that's kind of what sold it. But she's beautiful, also. She does. So I don't. Yeah, but she doesn't match the character in the book. Yeah, the character book is like chubby, has acne. Oh, doesn't oh. look like that. Like her skin is beautiful. She has freckles. You know. Mm. Okay. Mm. 
they're like there's like you know they make fun of her for her weight and I like it, I just wanted them to stick more. Obviously, I know it's Hollywood and you have to kind of sell the movie. Especially in the seventies, and it did what it came to do. Yes, but also, did. like after reading the book, I'm like, after reading the book, I had a lot of statements in my chest too. So mm. <laughs> we're gonna get there. I'm glad. I have to read the book and I was like, yeah, visually, I still fuck with it though. It's yeah. that movie or, ooh, it's scary, it or Christine. Okay. And that is one. Oh, yeah, you do love Christine. I fucking you, love you, Christine. My car yeah, you, name is Christine. I had a laptop. I named my laptop Christine. Your car has a middle name? Yes, my car has a middle name. Okay. Her um, name is Isis Christine. I feel like I knew that. I'm surprised Jazz didn't know that. I, I feel like I knew that. She a bad bitch. She a thick bitch. I just called her Isis. And oh. I was like, okay. Hey, I mean, that is also her name, but it's Isis, Isis Christine. Okay, all right. Well, that, I mean, hey, live your best life. You know, I, you know, as I, as we found out that <laughs> <laughs> is in the living room, uh, Pet Cemetery is my jam. I have been watching Pet Cemetery since I was a young Warhog. Uh, Pascal, Pascal has scared me. That scared me a lot of times in my life. That man Ooh. pulling them sheets back and them feet being dirty took me out because I'm like, oh, it wasn't a dream. That revealed, <laughs> revealed to me as a kid was like, oh. <laughs> y'all should have seen me the first time I said something because I caught on. You know, I'm like, oh my God, what is going on? What is happening? And then they bury the cat and the cat come back. I'm like, oh, that cat is me. Oh no, it's a devil cat. And then I'm just like, I was just having a good time. I will watch that cemetery. The original, although the acting is, mm, and I'm reading the book now, and I'm like, there's a lot more nuance in that book, and it would have been nice to see a little of it. I don't need that much, but because *Fast Cemetery* is not the worst movie ever, but it's definitely it lacks in some of the the nuance when it comes to the com the complexity of the family's relationships yeah. with each other. And I know you mm. can only do but so much because it's a they movie. They flew over that But shit, they though. just really made people seem dull or their relationship didn't seem as loving. It didn't seem... Like, they, they seemed like they was almost had way more tension than love, but in the book it's like, ooh, they have way more, a little bit more, you know, it was just normal married people. They, you know, they they be, they had issues, but they, like, they really love each other. So it makes sense what happens happens yeah in the book versus like you didn't you seem like you didn't like her that much when you be doing all this and in, in the book because y'all was beefing all the time and you was beefing with her folks but you know that's another well story. vincent have you have you read the book yet no i haven't read so at least like the books like carrie and uh pet cemetery I haven't gotten to read the books anytime so i was going to say like pet cemetery Anytime I think of that, I just think of the, that scene when he cuts his ACL. Ooh. That scene, yeah. See, that scene will. That's why I, I you know, I, I do like Pet Cemetery. It's not on my like the the favorite list, but it's just like a part of those iconic. Like I always remember that scene happening and how it affected me of like always checking certain weight, like checking underneath the bed just to make sure there's not a monster child with a little razor to cut my ACL. Cause that shit looked terrifying and and painful. Listen, um, you're doing the right thing. Also, I don't know why Judd thought he was about to win in a knife fight. Cause he he knows what the first of all, he knew it was Gage. He knew it was Gage. He said, Gage, is that you trying to play? Nigga, if you know it's Gage, stop listening to what? The Wendigo. The Wendigo honestly just made I feel like just made everybody do everything they weren't supposed to do. 
and um you stop you you're out here being influenced and you walking up the steps and you're bringing a knife to a possessed baby fight mm-hmm. who also has a knife unbeknownst to you you finna lose you well, finna also, lose without the knife get, get your ass in your truck and get the fuck out of here this ain't your fight this not even your family you are well you was living off side of the road eating spam and cheese sandwiches and you decided that you were gonna jump into you this you know what i like spam and cheese sandwiches i'm not even gonna hold you i've <laughs> one in a very long time and i know a lot of people would uh but all the real people in the motherfucking room would be like you know what i had a friend that used to make uh spam uh sushi because she was korean i want to make... i think i might want to try that i feel like i could be a... it was pretty good really Mm-hmm. Yeah, from what I, I mean, we used to. Be, this was like back in high school, like so. We used to like. She used to low key try to sell it, but it was like, nah, it's not that good. But it was good enough. I'm weak. Um, <laughs> I'm weak, but at the same time, like, I like fried spam sandwiches, so I don't really know where that goes. But okay, so pet cemetery, where cool, we on it? Jasmine and I. This is one of the books I had to renew several times because I thought I could mm-hmm. be cute and be between four books. Um. Oh, you fancy. You oh, was I was doing a thing. I was You're trying to be Miss Librarian. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm here to let you know. One, I'm just about done. Uh, what is it? If It Bleeds. Okay. I had to take a break because I got bored with a little bit of it. It's more mm-hmm. it's like a it's a collection of short stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and not saying that the story I found the book to be bored with a particular story, but I had just became bored with reading the book. I don't know what that says. That happens. Um, there's also a lot of y'all know there's a lot of other things going on, but everybody else says there's a lot of other things going on outside of Elvis just being, you know, in the current situation that we're in. So, yeah. you know, life is always a good thing. And um, so I'm like, okay, I'm bored. So let me just and then I opened another book because I thought it was tight to use my library card. And now <laughs> um I am starting Christine and in between the the middle towards I'm at the climax of Pet Cemetery. Mm. Obviously, I know what's going to happen, but reading it, the journey so far has been great because no one has used the hard N word with the hard ER on the end oh. directly mm. to me. I feel good, and I read this book because I literally asked. Um, oh, I forgot her name on Instagram, but it's one of the few. And once I find it, I'm going to like link people if they want to know. So please hit me up, y'all. But it's uh, she has an account. She uh, recommends a lot of horror books. Um, black woman. Traveling um, reader, her no. Hmm? Is it like the traveling reader, traveling book one? I think the wandering reader. I think that's her name, but I don't want to butch the ad. Okay, yeah, because yeah, that's that's just, yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. That's, so yeah. I'm going to make sure I look if I can have the exact right thing because I can't use my device to device it up right now. Um, so yeah, so she had recommend. I literally straight up was like, uh, she had, has asked her. Do you know of any books where Stephen King is not going to call me a hard ER? Because I was tired of reading work by him by getting called the hard ER. And um, Pet Cemetery was one of it. I was like, great, because I'm tired. And we'll get to that conversation in a second. But so I dove into this and reading the parts um, where they're kind of like taking that first trip Judd is, is, you know, like, oh, well, you could, like, you know, go up here. Especially at Pascal just told your ass, and you had this whole, like, they, they go into detail about the mental breakdown. Like, he's literally outside there trying to convince himself. Nah, I ain't, go, I ain't do that. And then he looked down, and he pulls the sheets back, and his piece is dirty. Versus in the movie, he just ripped the sheets back. Like, they go through the mental thing. He's like, yeah, 
he's dealing with the fact that all this stuff just happened to him the night before. He thinks he's like dreaming. He's like, this is a bad dream. So then he um, pulls his cover back because his wife's still trying to be fresh with him because, you know, they go back and forth in the movie. But I mean, in the book, they don't really dive too much into that in the movie. Like you can kind of tell there's tension there, but it's not really explained. And I wish they took two seconds to add a little bit more to it because it really just seems rushed over. Yeah. Um, mm. And the only reason I know what it is is one, I can kind of read between the lines. But even with that, it's not very clear. And then two pair with one, I read this part of the book. Yeah. So they are like, it's a lot. Now they've gotten to a part where Jazz told me shit get real shaky and I didn't get there yet. Um, but um, these the Pet Cemetery book. Yeah. Yeah, these niggas crazy. That's literally yeah. <laughs> all, and um and the Wendigo is really shaking it up. Yeah. I wanna learn more about the Wendigo. The Wendigo in Stephen King universe period, because the Wendigo is one of those big things in this multiverse that comes back several times. Like it is a giant like mm-hmm. space spider monster situation. Yeah. The same situation mm-hmm. I think that's connected to in the tall grass, if I'm not tripping, like the turtle thing. I don't know. See a lot. It's a big stone. Yeah, and again, it all yeah, like it. It's it's just one of those things. It's a lot. I, yeah. I his like the more we talked about because we were t- you guys were you asked me what was my favorite, and I kept I was like bouncing around in my head with the two that you guys said, and I was like just piggyback. But I have to go with The Shining, even though I just watched Doctor Sleep. It might be a little bit influenced by that, but mm-hmm. The Shining, The Shining, I'll always I think out of Stephen King stuff in my head. I think like when I think of iconic scenes that um, just may, I think of a lot, I think The Shining hits a lot of those. It's a great movie. It's one of, I, I think I personally enjoy Descents into Madness and The Shining really. Jack Nicholson just uh, kills the game with like showing how, like showing somebody be like kind of sane and then you can see it breaking and then you can see him just, I'm now a crazy person. Uh, I'm chasing my kid and my wife around the hotel with an ax um you know seeing ghosts a whole bunch of stuff but it gets even deeper just like with stephen king because the shining is a psychic like link power thing um and uh i mean he kind of that's i think why that's what i like about stephen king is because he kind of hints the things and doesn't always explain the whole thing so it kind of makes you want to be like "Ooh, what is the shining like what is that about what's Mm -hmm. going on just like with the wendigo like you know you're like what's the wendigo what is it like what's going on he never truly explains these things but he gives you enough to where you know you, you, you at least have an idea of like oh yeah the wendigo is like this evil uh kind of body possessing monster um yeah and yeah and it's like a fear embodiment thing so i mean i knew from like before now i have the googles open again but i knew mm. the wendigo was actually like an ancient kind of creature like a mythological creature like there's stuff over it is it's from native american mythology that's yeah. that's why i was like you know and that's a, like another thing that i like about stephen king is that he makes america like the country seem so much more mysterious than like um than you think because everybody thinks america is like this kind of modern country um, and it's like it is fairly young civilization wise and everything, too. But it's also a very old land like, you know, Native Americans yeah. have been here for thousands of years, have done a lot. And a lot of movies try to lean on like Europe and London being like, oh, it's so much history. You had civilization here for years. And there's, you know, so many different mysterious things about it. But I'm like, America actually is a pretty big country. and has a lot of different things that like 
we have never even heard of. Like, I'm sure there's a lot of stories that haven't even been told yet. Um, but Stephen King does a really good job of like making America just like kind of be like this mysterious place and have like a lot of ancient different like things going on, like with the wind, like with Pet Cemetery. The reason that Pet Cemetery exists is because of a Native American burial ground that's been here for years. And they've been trying to tell y'all, don't do this, but nobody listens. Yeah. Yeah. No one ever listens. Yeah, no one ever, like, come on now. But also, like, no one ever listens with a question mark because, once again, for this particular story, I the Wingo, which is the reason why the uh, Mi'kmaq tribe, which I did not know until today, was an actual First Nation. So I'm glad mm-hmm. I get my Googles because I like to know these things. I like to be well-versed. I don't want to offend. And I like to educate myself so I can know what the fuck is going on. Um, so this actual tribe... Um, had this, you know, burial ground for what practices and things that they had going on. And then, you know, apparently the Wendigo came and made the ground. They wow. sold her the ground sour. And then they don't really dive into that for real, for real in the in the movie. Once again, mm-hmm. know that, oh, you know, this ground is this place we could use, but then, you know, the ground is bad. Like, uh, Pascal's trying to tell you, the ground is sour! And then, <laughs> but when you're reading it, it's like, well, and even when it's told to you in the book, Judd's kind of like bouncing back and forth. He's never really direct about what's going on. But mm-hmm. he also, to me, reading through the pages, the way I created the, like, you know, hear the story in my head, he doesn't seem, he kind of seems out of it mm-hmm. anytime he mentions the cemetery. Like, the, anytime the topic of the cemetery itself comes up and that's like a real quick passerby message, it kind of just seems like he's like, like, I don't know, somebody that's, like, dr- a little inebriated or, or like, mm-hmm. some sort of influence. Yeah, yeah. and they're just, like... And trance, like and a trance. Yeah. And you can tell, like, this is not how... But maybe I'm just tripping, but this is not how this character normally reads. Like, they're just like, oh, I'm doing this stuff, and I may not... You know, I'm an older man, and I'm doing older man stuff, but this is between that and, oh, like, me and Jazz are talking about, there's a line where um, Ellie's cat dies, uh, and they find the cat, and he's like, so you love your daughter, right? Like, do you, you love her? If you love her, okay, well, follow me. Like, he's never really straight to the point. And then this journey from there to the cemetery. And as they're telling this story, like, he's giving them bits and pieces. It's like, oh, you got to keep up. You got to hurry up. Like, it's just, mm-hmm. it's a very, it's all very weird. I mean, in my mind, all the characters come off the weird anyways. But, you know, that could just, I, it's peculiar weird. And this was just, weird and it's just retelling this journey and then you have um you know people's like inner monologue of the journey themselves and then telling the story about how the tribe had you know like oh they made this land nobody knows how they did it but no one really knows kind of like how the mayans made their pyramids and what they're actually for and temples and things and i'm just like hey man some of this shit like you said the earth the americas is a very old place Mm-hmm. we don't know a lot of things and some of this shit i don't think we need to know we just need to mind our fucking business Girl, right exactly. we don't need a whitewashed view of everything because we've been getting force-fed that shit our entire lives and i would love to know the historical context behind everything but i also am a firm believer in everything ain't my business so mm-hmm. if we could find a nice balance between two great that'd be excellent um <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and that's another thing that he always does like so well too is this idea of like cursed places 
he always like there's always a cursed place in yes. Stephen King. That is cursed. This is cursed. Um, so on the topic of Pet Cemetery, just really quickly on the movie. Do y'all hate the second movie like it seems like via the internet everybody else does or no? I don't hate it. No, I like it. I like the the acting is a little bit better. However, some okay. I don't really know what I expect with movies now because now I'm reading the book <laughs> and I saw the other one. So they make changes. So, you know, their changes, their choices, they're like, you know, it, the story unfolds a little bit differently, but they do have some like creepy kids in there and they don't really expand on the really creepy kids. I wanted to see some more of that. Yeah, they don't talk about those kids. Yeah, and they were creepy looking. I wanted to, I don't know. I just, I don't know what I wanted them to do. Um, the creepiness, the makeup was pretty decent, and the dad seemed more like it wasn't like, oh yeah, I'm gonna just do this. Like that first time, like I feel like in the first movie, he was like, I know what I'm about to do, because Judd kind of tells him, and then this time he's surprised, and when the the cat comes back, he's like, oh. what? What's going on here? Then he pulling up on Judd like, what the fuck did you make me do? And then I was like, oh wow, the cat's alive, bitch. Stop. Oh, the first me. one, because the second one, Judd's dead. Oh, oh, I'm you talking about the yeah. talking about the remake. I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. No, I agree with Jazz. I think that the remake tells the story in a much more coherent way than the original does. And I also like the remake's ending a lot more than the oh, original. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I like bleak ending. I like yeah. bleak ending. I mean, but the first one, the ending was bleak too. It was, mm, it's but like not the camera. I mean, I mean, but it's also the time it is. So they're not Ellie made show. it. Well, yeah, Ellie did make it. Yeah, people live that in the first one, I feel like that shit. In the second one, it's just yeah, it, the in the remake, I should say, um, you know, I think it's a much more believable ending because it's like, y'all really think y'all gonna beat this? Like, curse? Like, that's been here for centuries? Like, no. the one family? You think you're gonna beat that? No. You no. lost. No. Game over. Yeah. Um, but the second, oh, because yeah, that movie was stupid. Too. I love it. I was stupid. I've never seen that. I've never oh. seen it. Oh, I I'd watch it again, but you know, it's not a great movie, but then so Let me look it up before I say I didn't see it. I might see it doesn't it. Even IMDb have gives it two point five stars. So what does that tell you? I like the shaky movies. Okay. No, out I don't of ten or is that out of five? Out of five. Oh, that's not that bad out of five. I feel like at least a two or better. I mean, here's the thing. I'm always gonna go up for a reanimation zombie type film. So let's really fucking start okay. there. Like the fact that they never straight out tell you pets because really pet cemetery, if you were to come across this and you didn't know anything about it, I could be biased because this clues on my viewpoint, but I can understand. If you just go off the title, Pet Cemetery, the first thing you probably think is what? This has something to do with dead animals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like maybe somebody animal died or somebody's like an animal murderer. You know, some wild ass shit. But it doesn't really tell you like it's a reanimation. If you you know you think about shit like this, usually things, de- things dealing with reanimation, some part, you know, are straight up just like the dead or mm-hmm. you know around graveyard or something. You all make think okay, somebody will come back from the dead to do something. So, but I did not think that this was gonna be like a story with this deep of a background. Like I didn't think that it was gonna be this random family trying to start a life. And, you know, they're living their lives. And then, you know, all this horrific shit happens to them. I mean, I knew that was going to happen. But I didn't think that, you know, the dad was slowly about to, you know, descend into a world of, like, woo-bull, like, bullshit. And um, be bringing everybody back from the dead. 
<laughs> because it's like, like, God damn, what's going on? Would y'all do that? Hell fuck no. 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 Dad is better. The fuck? Yeah. No, dad is better. Um, Because here's the thing. You plan, and this is also something that, because I'm a little superstitious. I ain't gonna hold you. And I just feel like when you play with life and death, I just feel like you, you're just asking for trouble. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. if something's dead, you never bring it back. And it usually never works out. For I learned that from fucking Frankenstein. Like, you, uh-uh. We've learned that like you cannot just bring things back. The Lazarus effect, terrible. Um, every everything, it's not gonna mm-hmm. come back the way it was. Like it's mm-hmm. it's gonna be different. Everything is different. So like even if things still remain the same, it's they're still different. different. So I just mm-mm. and then to touch on your point, Vince, about like um, how Stephen King always kind of weaves things into his story, like especially dealing with the shine. When you're watching the movie, especially if you've never read the book. It's very obvious that his daughter has, she's shining uh, throughout this mm-hmm. entire shit. Like, I had a dream that you were Mr. Jared to her daddy. Got oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Buried my yep. cat up in the pet cemetery and it came back from the dead. I said, damn, bitch, she mm-hmm. told the whole movie. Like, <laughs> you went to sleep and woke up at that part. She told you everything that you needed to know. But it's just, mm-hmm. it's so obvious. Whereas some stories, like, you get bits and pieces of it. Like, you don't get the whole thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'll yep. recently watch the Langoliers. I didn't even think about that. Now I want to watch it again and be like, <laughs> Langoliers is interesting. That's an interesting concept. You what if you get on a plane and you take a nap and you wake up and everybody on the plane, but they dentures and shit is still on the plane. Like nope. what the fuck? Oh, like, wait a minute. They could. They should have took too? me too. They should have took me too. And where did they go? They just disappeared. They just died. Have you seen the Langoliers? That I was about to. That's why I got quiet because this is the one like. I guess realm of Stephen King that I haven't gotten in because I know that the Lang- I feel like the Langoliers is a little bit tied to the Mist and that's one I can talk to because the Mist is one of my just from the ending of the Mist because that's like oh, total spoilers. But... Oh God, yes, I love that movie. Okay, so <laughs> the I Mist. Anything about the Langoliers because I will give you the video link. I just found it on the internet, uh-huh. um, and we can go from there. Yeah. Okay. Yes, and you can watch it. But The Mist is about, you know, well, what I remember, because I've been saying it very recently, but I know these people, they're hanging out. Well, they were hanging out. They were in grocery store. And the mist comes pretty much on this town, descends on this town, this thick, heavy mist. Mm-hmm. And there are monsters inside the mist. And when mm-hmm. you're inside the building, you have these people inside the building who are trying to decide what to do. You got the real Christian folk. You got the people who just want to go out to the mist and try to attack it head on because the hubris, stupid, um, you know. They turn get turned into memories, nigga. <laughs> they oh turn they turn the people into memories. Like they are, mm-hmm. you're gone. Big giant. Um, was it like big insect? Like you see the very cosmic situation with the yeah. I was gonna people. say the big giant bug insect sci-fi giving me those kind of vibes. I like mm-hmm. it. Um, and the ending is very bleak. I'm not gonna spoil the ending if you've never seen it. Yeah, because we all seen it. And, yeah, I'll leave it alone. Yeah, because that that's it's good to me. It's I'm great. Like, yeah, it's a great ending. Realistic. <laughs> it's something I would have did. I'm like, damn, I would have been in that situation. Yeah, I would have no. been in that situation. No. Um so not like not to spoil the Langoliers. There there's somebody there's a character in there who's shining friend, and you said it has something to do with the mist. So that's really fucking interesting. I actually enjoyed the mist a lot. Um, my only thing about the mist was the same thing I say about anything dealing with people in large groups. 
why the fuck does somebody always feel like they got to be the leader and govern other people? Like, why can't yeah. we just all, like, exist and mind our own fucking business and try not to die? Like, why somebody got to be one person to okay corral everybody? Like, okay. what, what? So here's the thing. We have to have a leader because people are stupid. I tell you that people are stupid all the time. You cannot just let people do what the fuck they I mean, want to I do. know, but clearly this mm-hmm. is an example of people. We are, people going to do whatever the fuck they want to do, period. Anyways, like, I really feel like, hey, we're a group. We all seem to have the same likes and interests. Let's just kind of, as a group, shift over to the side versus, hey, I'm this one person. I'm about to tell y'all what the fuck to do. This is what I'm doing, and that's it. I think that yeah. works in some situation, but I, I don't no. know. Yeah, no, not like that. Niggas don't want me to be in their tribe. Because no. I'm like, this is a lot, girl. You sounding authoritative, and I ain't got the time. But like, you, can, <laughs> you got the answers. With, but my friend, there's magical myths out here. There's no protocol for this. Right. Like, like you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You're, you're stupid to even think that you know. Can we all just agree on one idea? Like, hey, we don't want to die. So what do we need to do to not die? Let's make sure we have um this motherfucker locked down. Okay, let's not eat all the food in this grocery store. I don't know how it's going to happen. Let's just make sure we keep the doors closed. Mm-hmm. You know, but, you know, I, I do understand the need for... Maybe we need to have a, a vote on enforcers. And I know someone was like, oh, my God, why do you need to control other people? Nah, because niggas be getting out of line. We need, get, we need to get a system. We need a system for shit to work. All right? We're not hunting and gathering. We're surviving together at this point. And sorry, we I know. Hunt and gather. There's food in here. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. We're not hunting. And we're surviving mm-hmm. together, and we need we need to work together to survive. Because if you think it's every man for itself, it's gonna be people killing people and doing all types of fucked up shit. And then guess what? Now the monsters gonna come in because y'all so busy fighting each other that you didn't take worry about the real threat outside of the fucking door that is looking at you. So I saw a video on the internet machine about how. Um, I can't remember the lady's name in the movie. The the uh, the young lady, I know she's not a young lady, that was um, having all the biblical conversations and basically saying, if you're doing this, that you were sinning and this is going to happen to you, you start getting to like this good versus good versus evil, air quotes, conversation up, um, especially involving like in hubris and all these other things. And I'm just like, so the theory video was saying that, you know, she was basically right the whole time. Like, everything that she was saying was coming true. And, you know, outside of the people in the movie, like, oh, she was right, even though her methods were crazy. crazy. She even said that she was going to die. And then she died. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? In my mind, period, this movie is wild. All these people, wild. Um... I would just let the monsters eat me, but we know how I feel. <laughs> I was gonna, I was about to ask, like, what role do y'all think in the midst? Like, what role y'all think y'all would play in that in that type of situation? Like, what do you think? But I feel like Cat always says that she just died. So, <laughs> um, if it's a situation where we are trapped inside, I'm not gonna die. But when we run out of food, I'm not leaving. So I'm one of those people where once we hunker down, I'm not about to explore the wasteland and like you you can do that i'm just gonna die of starvation and i've just decided that you know that's the way i'm gonna go out i'm just gonna mm-hmm. starve to death yeah so control your fate yeah, yeah but if i like i for this particular situation if i can end up inside okay but if i'm in up inside with all these group of characters they had too much going on for my kind of group like this was not my like my type of shit okay they had a lot of problems so if that was the case i think i would have stood close to the garage door um, so I can get slid out because especially when they started <laughs> like that whole it started turning to like a witch trial. I got no quotes again mm-hmm. type of ordeal. I said literally when you see the group heard the group think switch from making sense to oh no these niggas wildin'. <laughs> um, y'all gotta get me up out of here. So now I'm gonna stay close to the monsters because 
the only way I would have been in that car. And we see what happened with everybody in the car and, you know, how all these things continue to play out since then. And I'm just like, "Mm, mm, mm, mm." I think I might have, honestly, at one point, if I would have really had my big girl draws on, though, that couple, that pair of people that ran off and left and said they were getting the fuck out of there. Mm hmm. I, I might have taken my chances, but at the same time, I might have just let the mist eat me because this is too much. Because they wound up living at the end, I'm pretty sure, right? That yeah. couple? Yeah. And that was that was pure luck. Mm-hmm. Like, who thought you saying, fuck y'all, y'all are clearly, the way the, the herd thinking is going is not a healthy situation anymore. It's kind of scary in here. Uh-huh. I think I'm going to take, the fact that these people have decided, I think the better risk is getting out of the situation in yeah. the middle of a mist that is full of creatures that is beating everyone's ass. Like, they seem to be giant alien monster bug things thinking, mm-hmm. like, I, I'm, I'm getting um, Starship Trooper, like, throwback lights. My hands are in front of my eyes. I love that. I'm so stressed. I love that movie, though. Starship Troopers is so great. I love that the movie. Bu- the bugs coming to beat our ass again. Yeah. And um, honestly, these bugs look like the bugs that you hate looking like looking at in Lovecraft Country, Jazz. And oh. these, like, these bugs beating their ass. Is, but you know what? I think I'm hoping I'm right when I think there is, like, some sort of practical effect at some point when the the, the tentacle mm-hmm. kind of comes out. And I'm like, oh, no, nah, nigga, it's tentacles out there. How you on land, bro? Like, how does work? I don't. Really I don't know. know. This, but it was. I I, I kind of enjoyed the miss. Uh, what about Gerald's game? Gerald's game troll. I don't watch Gerald. Gerald. That's the that's Gerald. the black version. Gerard's game. I know Gerard. somebody named Gerard. Sounds like Gerard. Gerard. Gerald's game. Yes. Gerald's game. Can we name this person Gigi too? As we did that thing. Yes. Yes. Because he was like Gigi. Girls, GG gang. That's on Netflix G. right now for um at the this is from twenty seventeen. It's more recent flick. Um, it's good, but it's traumatic because I'm mm. like, ooh, the, there's like a trigger warning because there's sexual assault in there happening to a child, and I'm like, it's not oh, no. explicit with the showing, you know, penises and stuff like that. But you definitely are zooming in. I feel like you're zooming in on their face, so you don't see what's happening, but you get the idea because you hear the yeah. sounds and the motion. You're like, oh, no. I have not read the book slash story no, for this only as seen well. the movie. Yeah, I watched this movie. I think we spoke on this on, like, shaky... One of our little past relationships, uh, episodes, I think it was dealing with, like, shaky relationships or some shit like that. Um, but this movie was wild. It was better than what I thought it was going to be because this, I'm not the first to tell you that I have not read... Um, every single Stephen King story. I, I think that his, like Vince said, his collection itself is so vast. Um, I don't know if I have enough time. I would like to have enough time. It's perfect time to now cue my favorite Twilight Zone episode where the guy's talking about time and trying to read all the time. So, oh, and he breaks his glasses. Oh, it's the worst. And I feel so bad for him. But I feel like there's not enough time. There isn't. Um, and I would love for it to be. But that's what my goal to do. But I don't know. So I didn't okay. read this because um, I'm thinking in my mind, but is the book going to call me a nigger? Like, that's also what I'm thinking in my head. Mm. Um, but yeah, for Gerald's game, I liked it. Mm. Uh, I, it's, especially the point where they're trying to figure out what's happening and what's not happening. Like, we're trying to re- figure out, like, is this in her mind? Is this, you know, is her brain breaking? Because, spoiler alert, we've already said this, but 
a woman is on vacation with her uh, husband and they're trying to spice it up, but also you can tell this relationship is a little like abusive. It is not the best. Um, and they're trying to get that spark back. It's, yeah. it's just not a safe space for her. She's been kind of endangered by men in her life, her yeah. entire life. Um, and by no fault of her own. It happens, y'all, unfortunately. And um, there, she's locked to the bed on the vacation and you know what honestly this is my one of my worst nightmares when i become an older mm-hmm. person um the person she is about to in, involve in some level of coitus with has just died yeah on top of her while she is alone in the cabin handcuffed or house place handcuffed to the bed and this nigga just died and <laughs> So now you're stuck. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, who... Any, but I think more, most of people have had this thought in some way, shape, or form. What if you decide that you try to get to the... You know, you try to get your okay one. And um, I'm crying because they can't see my little arms and you and I just both did a little dance with them. But, um, <laughs> you, you know, your hands are tied up. You are bound. How are you going to get out? Yeah. That... that uh, that in particular is definitely like I didn't really think about it until you started saying it, but I was like, yeah, that's definitely a a, a fear um, of being trapped and also like a dead body, and I'm sure the the body's like decaying and everything too, right? So have you seen this one? No, I have. That's why I was like, I saw it was so in preparation for this episode, I have been watching like different Stephen King movies. Mm-hmm. That one was on there, but it low key looked kind of boring, so I didn't. <laughs> That was only because I was judging it based off of, um, like the the, the very. T- I didn't watch a trailer or anything. Just the the, the thing, like the whatever you call it, the picture, the yeah. title picture, um, on Netflix. I was just like, oh, that just they don't look. That looks kind of boring. So I didn't get in. I didn't watch it. But now I'm a lot more curious about it. I think I'm gonna watch it because it sounds at least scary. Uh, uh, it's not that scary. It's not scary. Uh, looking person in there, but nah, they don't really use it. Yeah, it's more like in my mind. Um, of course, it's like it's is is big psychological. Like, there's a lot of psychological shit going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to dive too deep because you can just by setting it up as it was. Me, they should have just had me tell the story. Um, setting up as it was, then you kind of already know where your mind goes from there. Like, okay, if you're like you said, you're stuck in a room with a dead body. There's only so many things that are going to happen. Um, so you're just watching this woman's journey of what happens. With a and then what? This is what happens, and then and then what? Mm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would just watch it for the sake of I've watched it and now I know what happens, especially because I don't, I'm not gonna hold you. I'm if I have the time, great, but I don't have any intention of reading this particular story, um, because I don't have the time at the moment. I don't want to say never say never, but also I, I can't tell you when it's gonna happen either. So I cheated. Sorry. <laughs> 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 like I don't, I don't really know. <laughs> yeah. That's all I got on that one. So, really quickly, um, what is your least favorite Stephen King adaptation? I know we're here. Uh, hmm. Do you have one? Because it's also okay to not have one. Okay, so I don't know if it's a bad adaptation because I didn't read adaptation, the adaptation, adaptation, sorry. whatever. Well, that's not the word. I don't give a fuck. I just Y'all know what the fuck we meant. Stop playing. Um, <laughs> not in its hard work. Nineteen twenty-two. Um, I was going to say that. It it it. I feel like it would have been a better read as a book. It really didn't translate well on the screen for me as entertainment. 
it gave like it had nice atmosphere and I thought something was really gonna there was some stuff that's scary, yeah, scary ghosts, but I thought she was gonna like be his ass or something and she didn't. I like violent ghosts. Y'all know I like some violence or like real danger versus, you know, bad luck. And I feel like, okay, I guess. I guess. I just all I wanted was for him to do what he did and mm-hmm. to really like not haunt him over time. I kind of wanted it to happen like right away. But you know, that's it's some people probably liked it. I just feel like a lot of people put thumbs up on it. I don't really know why I was bored. And Crying. but I do like the ghost design. That was nice. Like the ghosts were scary. If you yes. were being haunted constantly by those ghosts, they looked woo. I don't even know what the ghosts look like because I you fell asleep. asleep. <laughs> I fell right asleep. In nineteen twenty two. Yes, I did, and I was with my friends, and they all, everyone knows, I'm likely to fall asleep in the middle of the movie. But sometimes I wake back up. I didn't come back until the end, mm. and I was like, "Damn, that's crazy." So I might give it a try again, but also, yeah, I think I yeah, I was just just yeah, it's nineteen twenty two for me. Definitely is one of my like not as favorite ones. Um, and then the Dark Tower movie, even though. Uh, Idris Elba's in it and Matthew McConaughey. And I, I, I like both of them as actors still. That movie, the problem with that movie is that it tries to do way too much in one movie. Mm, I didn't see that one. Yeah, The Dark Tower is, it's, it, if you don't know anything about the Dark Tower series, then you'll probably be like, all right, I mean, it's a cool movie, you know, decent enough. But if you know anything about the series, you'll realize, because I know I read like some of the books, I haven't read all of them just yet, but I, I know I at least read the first one. And if you read any of them, you'll realize, like, oh, y'all just trying to put eight books into one movie, and it's ridiculous. No, thank you. Yikes. That's pretty much what they tried to do yeah. for Dark Tower. Yeah. Unless you start the story, like, midway and leave some other nope. stuff out and come back and tell. You can't. Nope. They don't do that. They just, they they literally try to, like, just adapt eight books into a movie. And it, the movie itself just tries to do too much with its... uh magic and lore and everything and it like you have to do that kind of slower for people because like you just be like blah 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 like force powers here and people get confused with that like (laughs) nobody nobody knows what you're doing and um that's what they do with the dark towers like they just throw way too many different things into a a two not even two hour movie i think it's like an hour and a half or something like that Mm, girl yeah absolutely not i mean mm, yeah i'm gonna just read this tribute and it just go from there um because that sounds like a lot that sounds like a lot yeah i i didn't enjoy it but though that's really at least the one when i like because i'm i'm scrolling through his movies right now and as we said like there's a, a million of these things but that's really the only one where i'm like i see it and i'm like oh no you were kind of trash but okay so a movie we have not mentioned in any shape or form yet that is on my circle of faves that just pop back in my brain. Misery. Wow. Oh yeah, I forgot about yeah. Misery is that girl. Um the Queen Ooh. Kathleen Bates uh mm-hmm. playing our friend who also comes back in Castle Rock. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um Miss Annie Wilkes herself. And uh that story is that bitch is crazy. <laughs> like I know that sounds so dismissive, but holy shit, I'm so sorry. Like she is fucking wild. I I think I don't have like when I think of favorite villain, I think I always say Freddy Krueger because of various reasons. Because that nigga is sick. He's fucking sick in the head. 
Um, but in terms of like villains, like if there was like a top 10, 20 list, just 20 people that come to my brain, um, Annie would be on there. From Castle Rock, I guess. I mean, I feel like I need to listen to a background of her because I'm like, how are these timelines adding up? I mean, well, so Where's... Castle Rock happens um, before Misery. Okay. Right. So for those of you who are listening to us who have not seen Castle Rock and or listened to our, like haven't seen it all, I haven't listened to our episode. Um, everything you see in the show that's on Hulu uh, is happening. This is season two. Is this season two, right? Yeah, season two. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because we're kind of on season three of Castle Rock. Yeah. Um, this is her back, like the background, who she really is, who um, her daughter slash sister really is. Like this whole, just the whole thing. And then the whole unfolding. And then you dive into Salem's Lot. Woo! And then we just go into whole, because we didn't start talking about Salem's Lot yet. And I want to touch on This is the best time, actually. And then it happens at the end when, um, you know, how the whole, that season plays out. Because at this point, we've said spoiler alert. We've already spoiled, actually, this part of the show for you anyways on a whole nother episode if you want to right um but they um then we see what happens to annie afterwards and with her, with her enjoy her uh daughter which you find out is mm. her sister actually and then you find out that whole backstory because i'm spoiling stuff but i'm yeah. not and you know who is joy amity is joy not amity but at this point we know amity joy is no longer with us <laughs> when we meet Annie, Annie is just Dolo uh, mm-hmm. to us because in Annie's mind, she's not Dolo because mm-hmm. she has not made peace with a lot of stuff that she has done. Um, slash maybe, you know, the dead is still walking with her. Who's Who knows? Uh, but you are, at the end of that season, you're now introduced to her going to book signings to see Paul Sheldon, who is the uh, writer. There's a lot of writers throughout the Stevie K. Multiverse. Uh, I, I know he puts himself or his family or his situations in his stories like a lot of other creators do. But God damn, like... <laughs> there's, yeah, he does have a lot of writers. Same line yeah. as a writer. So does it. It's like, there's so many writers or someone grows up to be a writer, which is fine. That's very likely to happen. Uh, but you follow Paul and his whole journey. Um, and then he gets into it because he's trying to um, go to, excuse me, a cabin in the woods. Um, where he goes to write his next book because he's trying to make, you know, he's trying to make his shit pop again. He's been writing for a while and it's, um, he's been writing for a while and, it, you know, it's really doing the thing and now he's trying to, you know, get his move back. So he goes out to the cabin and in route to the cabin or, you know, out there journeying. He's driving and going to all kinds, in this fucking little car that's not snow friendly. Um, and he, he swerves off the road and kaboom, gets into an accident and Annie finds him. And we feel like Annie has rescued him. And he feels like Annie has rescued him. And we learn over time, every rescuing what you wanted to be, baby. Because you're now actually um, a, the token of her affection. Like, this is this is her shit. Like, she is obsessed with you. She's mm-hmm. reading all of your books. No one knows you're here. I love what she tells him, too. Actually, I ain't called nobody. Nobody knows you're here. Um, you're snowed in with me and don't get me fucked up because I'm all over the place mentally in my chest and you're going to go on this ride with me and you best keep up because I'm going to kill you. Yeah. And she beats his feet in. Woo! 
Yeah, that's that's another like just thing like when I think of that movie and they they do that part with the hand, I'm just like, oh man, my my like my I you I kind of feel it in my own feet like every time I see that because they just do a well a really good job of I guess setting that up and just the the noise the sound when she hits his I was like, oh oh that's his feet. Yeah, and then apparently in the book she does way more like she chops his foot off like she does a whole lot of other shit to him um so we got the nice version mm. um so if i was gonna talk about villains you know my girl was up there mm, what did i say about that? me i don't know but my girl is up there she's out there and as we transition over because the other town mm. that was in the is in the, um, the episode let's talk about salem's lot Woo, which I just finished reading. I stayed up. I pulled an all-nighter to finish reading. I'm so proud of you because girl, I could never. And let me t- and I've seen the movie. When I got a Blockbuster card, the first movie I rented on my own personal Blockbuster card, I had been like in 11th grade with my grandma, you know, grandma, child, grandma Jean. Okay. And I got Salem's Lot and she watched it through her fingers and I sat there watching it having the time of my life and it would be long as hell too. So, because it was a TV miniseries. <sighs> So it was like three hours, but yeah. would I watch it again? Absolutely. Wait, I didn't realize it was as long as it. Yeah, girl. They both was many series. Oh God. I felt like it went on forever. And I'm glad with the newer ones, they broke it up into multiple parts too, because they're trying to stay as true-ish to the stories as possible and give it mm. do it justice. But holy shit, it was long. Yes. Yes. It was a lot. Um I, I mean, I was with it though. I was kind of entertained for the most part. It wasn't as the movie wasn't as scary the second time. The first time in the movie theater, it was kind of spooky. Um, but watching it on my screen at home, I was like, "Oh, the kids are terrified." I'm not. Lots of CGI with the new um, Pennywise story. Um, I'm yeah, that's more. That's one of the reasons why I don't like the it the new it's as much because it's like. They, they don't rely on... Okay, so really quickly to talk about our next thing that's on the topic. How did y'all feel about Cujo? Scared I've already written it <laughs> Yeah, Cujo, because uh, like, I was actually, I have it written down just because it's like a like a personal thing, like a personal fear just because I, like, low-key was kind of in that situation. <laughs> not Not like the dog wasn't nearly as big. But it was mm-hmm. still a dog. We was me and my aunt was still kind of trapped. But then we tried to. We eventually did get to the house and shout out to my aunt. She like, like scared the dog enough for us to get into the house. Um, because I was younger. I was like maybe elementary school. Like not even not even that. I was I was pretty young. So I wasn't defending us from the crazy dog. It was actually our neighbor's dog too. That's a wild thing about it too. Like. I understand now, growing up, why he was wild because my neighbors did not treat him very well as a dog like they literally just had him leashed out in his dog his dog house like 24 7 even if it was snowing mm-hmm. so i totally understood why he was upset um but it, it's still just when i think of cujo i think of that that part um and it's really scary like and cujo was a big ass dog and um because he was a saint bernard and that's a huge dog I really want to read this book, but also this was one of the stories that made me feel like when I was on the journey of, do I want to read this story? Because I thought that there was going to be a hard yarn there. And... Mm-mm. 
And I know we've kind of like moved around it, but to not move around it. So our if it's not, it's no secret that Jazz and I's biggest, one of our biggest gripes with Stephen King is that nigga racist. Like I just, <laughs> that's pretty much like he is. And I know someone's like, oh my God, no, 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 no. Jazz told me that I should not listen to the actual audiobook of it because of how tormented she felt while listening to it herself. Felt I told y'all it feels like you listen to that beginning of the YG track. Nigga, 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 nigga. I was like, bitch. Except it's not YG. It's and it's not a white YG. person saying this. It's a white man saying this to me. So first off, it's already jarring. All right. Look, I, I just don't want to hear that. I don't even need a fucking good reason outside of it's a white man saying nigga with the hard R. I don't need to hear that. Um, and then it's like an all caps. It's just, it's just really aggressive. And I'm like, you man said, he, he, I killed your nigger dog. Like, I'm like, wait a minute. Wait, if you, we knew they were racist. Okay. Did they have to say nigger? Every, like, every time they get mad for us to understand that this character is racist as a bitch, maybe the, I feel like the audience is like, you're driving it home for people you have to drive it home for, which would be white people. Because you have to keep reiterating that they're mean. But me, you, they called him the N-word one time. I'm not going to forget that shit for the whole thousand pages, bitch. Oh, this nigga's racist right here. I don't really need you to keep saying, yes, I'm going to blame him or blame this. I was reading Carrie and the girl in her brain, like, was it Susie? Fuck Susie. Whatever Susan, that Susie. Whatever yeah, the fuck her name was. In her mind, yeah, I'm going to just go with the society and live my Look, life. And talking about the keep the niggers out of town. I was like, bitch, what? ain't even no niggas in the book. What kind of people they are, but you could have, you didn't have to say. I was like, "Hey, bro, it just came out of nowhere." I felt like that reading Carrie too. I was just like, "What? Wait a minute!" Like I literally stopped and was like, "Hold on, wait, what?" Like it was just, and all I could think is, "Okay, I came and talked to Jazz." I was like, "So I'm not right. Um, they are not, you know, in my close circle." everyone kind of looks like me for the yeah. most part or around me. And so in my mind, I'm like, obviously we would not know what racist white niggas would, you know, do or say, but also at the same time, I'm not really trying to deal with that too. We mean, we know, but I'm not trying to deal with that at the same time. That's a whole nother box. So reading this in the book that I thought was about a girl with telekinetic powers trying to navigate her crazy ass life. And someone's just randomly racist because it's Thursday and I'm like, damn, this really what white people be doing? Like, you know, I just, is this a thing? Like, is this for real? Is that the point that Stephen King's trying to drive home? And then when I think about that, like, and I try to navigate, like, okay, so who is this intended audience supposed to be? Clearly, it's not me. I'm feeling like, you know, a little alienated. I would love to enjoy these stories, but I don't want to feel like, you know, it's going to pop up at me like a fucking pop-up picture. Like, it, it, it's just sprinkled in there like goddamn parsley. And then on top of that, the, you, the you even when, oh, and when you're trying to navigate these things and when you're, because I, for one, was introduced to Stephen King books through my mother. And y'all know my mother. And knowing that she spent a lot of her time reading these books, I literally called her and was like, girl, you realize he was calling you nigger this whole time? Like, it, do you did you feel that way when you was reading the books? She was like, I don't even remember <laughs> reading that. That's it. Did y'all just overlook this shit? What is going on? And then when I'm navigating this, and then you think about, like, on the internet machine, where they're talking about Oscar's so white, and, you know, all the representation dealing across... Um, on television and movies right now and then he said some wild ass shit and I was like you know what it's free for you to sit there 
and just eat your food. Like, you did not have to enter the chat, my friend. It's just disappointment after disappointment, but also, it, it, what was I really surprised? No. No. And I mean, I understand, like, when I was reading, well, not reading, listening to it, which was, it was so egregious, because it wasn't just the N-word. It was the dude who does the voices. What's Richie. Now, in the movie, he's not like this, but in in the movie, his comedy was already uh, in the original. And then the new one, they had Bill Hader, I think. Mm-hmm. His comedy was much... It was better than the ones in the book and um, other things. I thought it was okay. I, thought, mm-hmm. I, I laughed, but, you know, they had him doing a pickaninny voice, though. Okay. Like, they had him doing a mammy voice. Oh, you're so master. Like, what the fuck, bro? Like, what the fuck? And I mean, I get it's from the fifties, but and it, this makes sense because racism is just built in. Or when they was hanging, the dude was hanging with Bill. I'm trying to think, was it Richie's mom or was it one of their mom was like, "Wow, he's hanging with a nigger, bitch." And I know that it's so casual for y'all. Like I know that it's so casual. I'm looking stressed. Like, hold on, what? It's ca- very casual for someone, a white person in the fifties, to refer to them as a nigger and not, and they look at you like that's not supposed to be offensive because it's not offensive to them. They don't understand how you could even be offended because that is what you are. You are a nigger to them, and they that's just it wasn't just then either. But you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I was just like I, I didn't really need. I just really felt attacked. Sorry. I, I, I feel like there's a way market. to portray these things without actually do I really just think white people love trying to say nigger. Like we Talking already know y'all saying it behind closed doors, but friend. I just really feel like, you know, they really just oh, this was for creativity. You could still do this without doing this. And the fact that you can't find a way says a lot to me. Um, I know this is supposedly maybe dressed up and made real to look like educational purposes, but actually is it? when it's just popping up like a fucking surprise in every story I have to actually ask people who've read more books to me hey what book is not gonna make me feel like I'm being fucking attacked because real life is already hard enough so (laughs) the books from the 70s boy like you know already living in real world and now I open the book to go get my horror fix and the book is calling me the hard ER or any variation of it niggardry Little nigglets. Mm-hmm. Imagine I, they was digging this shit. I didn't even know. What I was in the shower with the with the with the speakers on, trying to take a shower, and I know you can hear nigga in the hallway because it's coming up. I was like, you know what? This is embarrassing me. Like I just, I don't. Just a adult. Um, I like your writing, but jeez, man, that hurts. Everybody I want to know the last book hurts. Stephen King didn't use the hard er in it. Well, I feel like. The like I said, I'm still reading them. I feel like once we get to like the '90s, he does '80s, '90s. He doesn't really do it. It's the first set of books. It's definitely in his but, earlier books where he he gets off the. Of yeah, but you, the racism is still there. It's it's the size of something else. But that's so we can have that conversation another day because I just it's still the way that you're describing these characters. I just really feel like okay, you're not saying it. It's kind of like when somebody's like, "I'm gonna take the word out. I'm still gonna be wilding." But, but maybe also in their mind they don't know they're wilding. But I'm here to let you know this description is wild as is wild as a bitch. Like yeah, yeah. I think I I definitely feel you. I think like there's a part of me that just being black and you know growing up you 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 have to build up this indifference to certain things and it's like because like I yeah I don't want anybody call me a, a nigger or anything like that because um, that's kind of uh, yeah I definitely don't want that. 
Um, but I with with King, I get it a little bit more because he's trying to build a character. He's trying to make you not like these characters. So that's a lot of the most of the time when they when he uses the racism. I think that it bothers me more for creators like uh like a HP Lovecraft. I I I hate HP Lovecraft and I hate the fact that he's so popular, like his Cthulhu, like the Cthulhu series and everything is so popular. Because if you read HP Lovecraft stuff, you can see that, oh no, HP Lovecraft believes in um all this like uh like pretty much just race this very racist beliefs. Um yeah. and uh you, you can tell in his writing that his even his hero characters, you know, uh, take up this mantle of like you know segregation and racism and stuff like that. Whereas with King, at very least, and I think that's why we can still accept him because H.P. Lovecraft, I don't fuck with at all. Like I, I don't, I really don't like. Um, I don't read like any of his, his his old stuff, and I, I really don't like as much as I try to separate Cthulhu and that whole series from it. Once I figured out that he was such a uh, a hard racist as he is. Or was whatever you want to say. Um, I just can't mess with it no more. Um, but with King, I can kind of kind of give him a little bit of leeway because I'm like, all right, you're you're clearly trying to build these characters as the villain, as somebody I shouldn't like. Um, I have I can I was trying to think like as you guys were talking, I don't ever really think his hero characters ever call anybody uh, the hard ER or anything like that. Uh, no, yeah. but they do some stuff that, or if they're not racist, they're uh, sexist or homophobic. Mm -hmm. They've done some stuff, like in Salem's Lot, like there were a lot of homophobic Ooh, slurs being tossed around, and mm -hmm. I was like, this has nothing to do with anything. Where the fuck did this even come from? Also, yeah. why are you fit? Also, Richie and it from the Losers Club, you know, you might not have called nobody the N-word. Well, actually, I don't know if he said it or not, but you damn sure was talking about colors and Negroes and doing picking any voices and shit like that. It's still racist. Um, mm -hmm. it's still fucking racist. So I don't really... We're supposed to like... Richie's supposed to be annoying. Yes, because it's the beat, beat, Richie. Whatever, but that's not no beat, beat. That's, me, that's a beat, beat, beat your ass, bitch. I'm gonna beat the shit out of mm -hmm. you. What the fuck is wrong I think what that really all this just kind of comes to in the end is there needs to be a, a, more voices in this space. Definitely. hundred um, percent. Although he is a, you know, I'm not, this is not to diminish his work at all, but you're racist. Like that's, I don't, nobody wants to hear that, but I mean, and also, like you said, as black people, there's like, we have to accept with air quotes because we don't have to accept any fucking thing. True. That all these great things out here that exist from people who are, that are made by people who are not us, um, there's going to be a level of bullshit to it. And now we have to decide whether we're going to accept the bullshit and push through or challenge someone on this shit and see where it goes. Because I always wonder, like, when I see all these black people around him, like, is anybody challenging him? Or if they did, like, okay, I'm, I'm glad that Kyle, because clearly there was some sort of shift, right? Like, he stopped, for the most part, using the N-word. But did anyone, like, call him to the red table talk? Like, is you are at the table? Like, what's going on? Like, because... I'm not gonna pretend like this didn't exist mm -hmm. because there are new people discovering this shit every day. Yeah. Are you gonna pretend like this document exists? And they're and celebrated just... works, so it's not like oh, it's one of those obscure books that nobody talks about. These are the ones where it's mentioned are three of his most his biggest works, three of the biggest, and all three have had remakes, I believe, except for The Shining. They've all had because The Shining definitely drops the n-word and everything too. well lord yeah like yes it does that, but i had doctor sleep so i'm like these things are being celebrated still and i'm like no one's really talking about 
the problem. And if they are, I'm not seeing the discussion. Yeah, I'm not seeing the discussion. If it is, you can point me that way. I would like to see it. Um, I mean, it also may not be my business at the same time. No, I would like to see it. Yeah. No, I mean, we're making our business. We have a discussion right now. I so like I'm like, you know. I too would like to see it. Yeah, I'm like, I, I like these. Where I like Stephen King books a lot, a lot. Some of my favorite books. But at the same time, as we do with horror, and as we said, you know, we, we got to accept some shit because we know it's about to be some bullshit. Yep. Especially as women, also Stephen King, like Stephen King, works still have a lot of misogyny. Oh my god, yes. In them now, a lot of times you're made to hate these characters, but sometimes you don't really hate the characters. And I'm like, ooh, Bill was. Sometimes I'll be sitting here thinking, like, okay, so how much is fact and fiction? Like that's where it just gets a little too real. Yeah, yeah. Like, where is it coming from? We all know how thoughts get here. Like, although this is of someone's imagination, it still came from a someone. Like, what? What's good? Well, I think right. that it kind of it just in tying it back to what I was saying about how much Stephen King um, embodies America, and I think that you know the sad part is America, uh, the big part of America is racism, and it's what a lot of people try to, especially about our past, they try to whitewash it and they try to say, oh, these these were riots or these were um, certain situations were massacre, you know, whatever. But when you when you read into the history, you realize, oh no, this was a race riot. Like there's a there's a ton of uh, things in throughout history that we, especially American history, that gets um, written as something different. But because racism is so embodied in American culture, um, that it, you know, it's almost an acceptable thing that it's like you know that he, he can be allowed to write, you know, the way he's, the way he's writing the right to villains or anything like that. Because America, one of its cultural things is racism. Like <laughs> we kind of yeah. embody it, and it's a it's a historical thing. And I think that not to defend this is just more of a neutral stance because not to defend him at all. But I think that's why he does it is because America is kind of um, uh, just in the, there's just this culture of racism. Um, that just is is a part of America because we were literally built up off of slavery. So, you know, for it to be such a big part of it, I think that's why he uses it, especially for his villains, is like, yeah, like, because America's racist as fuck. Well, yeah, <laughs> you're right. Um, before we end this bitch, did you like uh, the return of Creep Show situation on Shudder? You know it's coming back, right? I didn't see it. Oh, you no. didn't see it? Oh, Okay, well, that's all I'm going to okay. say about it. I ain't going to say anything, I'm going to look it up. I need to watch it. I, I need you okay. to watch it. I need you to watch it as soon as you get a chance. No pressure. It's just I need you to pull up. It's like a show. Oh, I'm going to because I know yeah. we we could probably have another. Because we didn't really even, I feel like, at least for my notes, no. I didn't even, like, talk about stuff that I had noted down. So we could always have a. Oh, we could definitely pull back up. I mean, we already were going to pull up with like individual things later because, like I said, this is a vast. We've all acknowledged mm-hmm. this is a very fucking vast mm-hmm. topic um, that we plan to come back. So, what you're saying is you're you're gonna you're gonna come back. Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, y'all already know. Y'all already know. Y'all just gotta put the word out, and I'll mark my calendar. Well, then, I mean, yeah. So there's a lot of shit that I haven't seen, and this gives me some chances. Right, me to, too. You know, there's stuff I gotta catch up about. with now, uh, especially the Langoliers. Yeah. I'm gonna look at. I'm definitely before anything else happens again. I'm definitely gonna get into that. Oh yes, I still need to see Firestarter. Is that the one? Yeah, yeah. Firestarter with uh, Drew Barrymore as Young Ty for the first time. It was good. She she played. She pulled my heartstrings, and that's hard to do. You know, I think I might actually finally see the Green Mile. 
Um, yes, in Star Saint Redemption. Yes, I'm a human who has never seen both. Me either. Because I feel like I've read enough about Isn't it. They get yes, yeah. But I know they tie into so many stories, especially dealing with Castle Rock. But I'm just like, oh, God, like, how many more magical Negro stories am I going to see? Like, and it's just going to piss me off. <laughs> yeah, because I, I will say, like, also just as a writer, like, I, you know, even though we just spent a few minutes kind of <laughs> doubt him a little bit as a writer um Stephen King is very um uh he he has a lot of different genres under his belt because you know some writers are very much like oh, I'm a horror writer I'm a fantasy writer I'm this that and third but I think Stephen King um uh, does a good job of spanning many different genres and that's why I think so many people do like him because he has so many genres he has horror he has fantasy he has more modern where it's not sci-fi horror where it's like literally just psychological horror even though you know at the end of the day he does he's going to be known as the horror writer but um uh outside of that he's 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 dipped into other genres and done well in them too like you know because the green mile is not uh, a horror i wouldn't consider that a horror movie even though if you think about it from a certain perspective it is a horror movie because uh my man mm-hmm. the you know the green the, the big black dude i think it's a horror movie for him Clark, yeah, Clark Michael Clark, Clark Duncan. Duncan. Yeah, I honestly don't remember the character's name. That's why I just said big black dude. But Michael Clark Duncan, um, I think from his perspective, it's a horror movie. But it is, yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, other than that, it's it's billed as a drama, you know, and you know, uh, it's not really billed as like a horror movie, uh, especially from the perspective of uh, Tom Hanks. Or, is it Tom Hanks? Yeah, Tom Hanks's character. Yeah, but also that's the perspective right. of a white man. It wouldn't necessarily seem like a horror, like you said, basically, without saying it from him. It, it won't, he's just like, I'm here, I'm yep. And this is my character where, no, this man is in jail. And, there's a and lot he doesn't understand what's going on because he has a very simple mind and he's about to be killed. It's a lot. Yeah, this is, you know, yeah. And then also when you learn farther about the actual jail itself, it's just mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, okay, they're all right. Like, the oh. Okay. And then it gives me time to read the, the 1408. is a short story. I thought it was like a book, but I found it was a short story. And it gives me time to read it because I thoroughly enjoy that movie and I want to actually talk about it with other people mm. in detail. I'm weird. So that's what I want to do. I'm going to watch that movie too because like, as we've just all read this... <laughs> huh? That's what he yells out. I was out! <laughs> okay, I, I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, okay. no, nah, that's what I was gonna say. Is that like? Oh, I didn't mm-mm. ruin it for you either. Oh, <laughs> nah, the um, that's just what we were like as we've been continuously saying. I didn't even realize that was one of his book movies until I started. Like as we were talking, I was just googling and uh, I pulled up like all his movies just so I could get a refresher too to be like, oh, I have what have I seen. And I saw that, and I was like, "Oh, damn! That's another Stephen King movie that I didn't even know was attributed to him." Like, there are so many. There are so many. And like I said, I I, I literally so while preparing for this episode, as we're on the topic of it, I write like I said this before. I write down all the different works and titles that kind of are associated with it. And this fucking list goes on. You hear that? That's a page. It yeah. goes on for a very long time, and then it's kind of broken down. Like, okay, this is like regular works all together. This is works that were made in a TV or movie ad- adaptation. It's like, it's like, oh, 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 okay. What was this? What was that? This is a lot of information. And then one trying to pick and choose like, 
what do I want to talk about now? What do I want to talk about later? What have I seen? What haven't I seen? And I there's a lot that mm-hmm. I haven't seen. Um, so you know, there's only so much time. That's all I got time. I'm not gonna do it, but we know it's slipping away from me. So. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you guys. Um, let us know because I wanted to check out the stand as well as some other fun stuff. But yep. I didn't check out. But you guys, let us know what you guys like about Stephen King. How do you feel about his works? What's your favorite? What's your least favorite? What should we check out? Because I also would like to recheck out Maximum Overdrive. I don't remember what happened. I just know it's wild. Yeah. Um, and I've never seen Christine, so I'd like to see it. Oh yeah, um, and I know those kind of tie in together. They also oh, because I I can't wait to sit down and talk about Christine in depth. I don't want to ruin that for you because I fucking love that movie. Yes, I'm gonna check it out. But yeah, let us know. Um, pull up on us at Girl That's Scary on Instagram and Twitter and www.girlthatscary. We also have bonus content episodes and all types of shenanigans on our Patreon. So pull up to us at www.patreon.com slash girl that's scary. You know, if you want to send us a little an electronic message, grltspot at gmail.com. Um, pull up on us. Talk to us. We're here. We're... Um, inside we exist yeah we we appreciate you Vince for pulling oh yeah all the time thank you guys for asking me to come through yes um we're we're ready for the next TNT game I'm just gonna (laughs) whisper it and that's all I'm gonna say about it we we ain't gotta say nothing else I just I know we all going through a thing right now so you know I'm just just, I'm hoping they're just gonna slide back stuff and then stuff is gonna change they're just gonna close everything and they're just gonna give us our checks and I mean, I'm, this is make believe utopia in my brain, um, and that's about as close to utopia as we can get because we're already really inhaled. So, yeah. if they would just shut everything down, make sure no one else gets evicted, and fix, you know, because people have been displaced. Right wow, now. man, there's um, a lot of positivity flowing. Yeah, that I just would like for everybody just to get their checks and you know be safe out here. But you know, I can just hope for the best. You know, but I know it's about to be the worst. Yeah, um, that's all right. Cash out for black woman today. Anyways, love y'all. Bye. bye.